On this episode of Geek 4, I'm talking to Carrie Ipema and KK Apple, the performers of Six Chick Flicks, which is the funniest Fringe show I have ever seen. People who know me know I go to the Fringe. I've been going to the Winnipeg Fringe for 25 years, all the time I lived in Winnipeg. I've seen so many shows, and this show made me laugh like no other. We talk about the origins of the show, which was written by Carrie and Fringe legend TJ Daw. We talk about how the show has changed. We talk about the appeal of these types of films, which, despite how mockable they may be, bring us back again and again. I had so much fun with this conversation. It took a little while to set up, but we finally did it. And I think it's great. This is Geek 4 a podcast about fans, fandom, and fan culture. I'm Dr. Michael Boyce. Everyone likes something, but what are you a geek for? All right, uh, Carrie and KK, welcome to Geek 4. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, happy to chat with you. For listeners to get voices straight, Carrie, can you say hi? Hi, my name's Carrie. And KK? Hey, I'm KK. Perfect. So as of recording this, you guys did your premiere last night for the off-Broadway version of the show. Yeah. How was it? Oh my gosh. I mean, great. It was surprising. It's we were talking about it last night. It's like such a it's like we had to check in multiple times in the day going, is this really happening? (laughs) Like it's amazing. You know, I mean, it it doesn't feel dissimilar to like Christmas, right? It's like you get you get so amped for the holiday. My family celebrates Christmas and it's like you get so amped for the holiday and then it's there and you're like, so this is it? Is this is this what's happening? Are we doing I mean, it? That's, is is like, it now? Is it, so it's like it's December 25th. OK. Oh. OK. All right. I just like all of this like work and energy leading up to the big to the big show. And now we yeah. got seven more. <laughs> Yeah, we had a really great audience. We had some friends. We had some folks who had some drinks before. We had a good mix. It was a fun mix. It was a fun mix. Yeah. Now, I have seen the show twice. I saw it in Winnipeg about three years ago, probably right before the pandemic. And then I saw it in Toronto again. And as somebody who has fringed for 20 years, it is the funniest show I've ever seen. Oh like, God. I just oh consistently... That is so lovely funny. and kind. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. And in in all honesty, I have not seen all of the movies you parody. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't my... Like, I wasn't, like, a running and going, like, I need people to lampoon the notebook. I had, I'm a little Give like, the okay. people what they, what they want. <laughs> but it was so funny. Like, you guys are so good together. It is such a such a smart script, and, and you guys are so amazing. But for people who don't know, can you describe what Six Chick Flicks is? And can you give me the full title? Ooh, the title. Oh, yeah. I'm like, do we do it together? I don't know. Audio, it's tough. I will do the first part. <laughs> go KK, for it. Go you for do it. Oh, I'll do the whole thing? Okay. Yeah. The show is tall. The show is called. Six chick flicks or a legally blonde pretty woman dirty danced on the beaches or writing a notebook on the Titanic. Oh, so it's 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 a high drama um, about yeah. someone lost at sea mm-hmm. <laughs> with Bridgerton. only a journal. Yeah, it's a Bridgerton thriller. Um, yeah, I mean, the fun thing about the title is it tells you exactly what the show is. It's all those movies smashed into one fun show <laughs> performed by me and kk 
where does this idea come from? Where do you get the idea to lampoon these films? You know what? They're easily lampoonable. Um, no, TJ, my writing partner and I, he's a collaborator on this project with us. Uh, he uh, he, cre- he co-created One Man Star Wars, One Man Lord of the Rings. And years ago, he asked me to do a one woman sex in the city. To which I stupidly said, yes, no, not stupidly. It really changed my life in a lot of ways. What a dumb, dumb young Carrie. So young and naive saying yes to just fun things. What an idiot. Um, Mm. And so we had written that show and that show has performed all over the U.S. It actually opened in Winnipeg. Um, It performed in the U.K. It performed in Edinburgh off Broadway. And TJ and I were like, all right, this show has been super fun. Let's do another show. And. I had approached him with this idea of a one-woman Titanic because I really love the film Titanic, capital L-O-V-E, love. And oh, he was, I have a story for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. If it's, I'll take it. Um, okay. And he was like, you know, Carrie, I just don't know if you could do an hour show of a three-hour movie, to which I replied, well... <laughs> This isn't about you. It's about me. Um, and then he said, so watch we sort of, me, no. watch me do it. And then um, we sort of negotiated and then we landed on six chick flicks and we picked the films, parodied the movies. KK joined in after a couple drafts. And then it's sort of like once KK came on, it really like took shape and flew into what it is now. You know, I think like it's it's a very much a collaborative effort between the three of us, like all of us, I think all of our hands are very much on, on the script, on the play, on the work. Mm. It's really fun. So KK, what is your background with these films? Like are these films you love and seek out or? Yes. Yes. The and, pause. And, the um, pause. Yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't have an end to that sentence either. So I was just... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think um, it's funny. I had seen all but one. I had never seen Beaches before doing this show. Um, But all the other ones, I think I had seen so many times and loved in varying forms. I think it's so funny because chick flicks, um, for me, at like some points, I feel like um, tentative about claiming my love for them as I think we talk about this a lot of like almost like feel it the kind of like guilty pleasure of it all. Um, But uh, yeah, I've seen I mean, I think Legally Blonde is so funny. Titanic was like one of those like first big um, movie going experiences that I feel like I had as a kid, adolescent sexual awakening time. Um, and like dirty. KK yeah. discovered her love of doors. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's I'm it. Actually... She's a Dorophile. It's what it is. It's this is horny yeah. for doors. <laughs> we should um, make that a hashtag for the show. For I think people would really yeah. love that. Horny for doors. Horny for doors. That's basically what a t-shirt Jack is saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, But I mean, yeah, I feel like all of these films have such amazing the like the selection of these six in particular have such an amazing collection of like iconic character and moments, which is what makes it so, so fun to play and so fun to to be in. Yeah. What I love, like the choice of movies, they're chick flicks, but like they're comedies, they're dramas, there's musicals like it's you have such variety within the films you choose that that just seems to me to be fertile ground for the type of work that you guys do. It was so important to when we were picking out movies, one of, I mean, some of the qualifications for which films we were going to choose are what movies are in syndication constantly and are like, you turn on your TV and you're like, oh, Pretty Woman's on? All right. 
We got TNT. We got TBS TNT playing AMC. back to back. <laughs> yeah. You guys just added Roadhouse into that mix. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. And then, and then the other one was like, we tried to figure out like, what are the different relationships that we can sort of include, right? Like Legally Blonde is very much a quote, you know, film about female empowerment where the romantic relationship, while it furthers the plot, it's not necessarily the central focus of her journey. And then we have Beaches, which is two friends. That's the focus of it. So it was important. And then you have The Notebook, which is obviously a romance like the Titanic, but like, and then obviously the romance between Jack and the Doors in Titanic was something that we really mm-hmm. wanted to focus in on because he's, as we said, horny for doors. Um, but I think... not the doors, not just the doors, just doors in general, all yeah, doors, yeah. just doors, yeah, small doors, doors, wide doors, cubby doors, big tall mm-hmm. doors, um, doors that can fit two people, doors that can fit two people, doors that clearly can't. You know, doors that float, though, is something that we do love in that film. Buoyant doors. Buoyant doors. Very important. Um, So it was important to find, like, what are the different sort of versions of chick flicks? And as KK said, it's like that feeling, the word chick flick, I think, is something that is evocative throughout. I mean, my time working on the show, and I don't want to speak for you, KK, but it's like these films that come with shame, like you said, Mm. this like guilty Mm. pleasure. It's like. So, I mean, can I ask you a question? Me? Of yes. course. Can I ask, how would you describe a chick flick? Because I just, mm, I, yeah. I like to get oh, these different sort of okay. opinions from people because it's such a okay. fluid definition. Well, I'm going to say this not to sound arrogant. So no. I have a PhD in film. <laughs> uh, um, and I'm somebody who never, like, I've never really liked the things that, guys are supposed to like like i have Mm. no problem you know action films are not necessarily my thing so like they are definitely films that i watch although i still haven't seen some of the ones you've done because they just don't appeal to me but okay (laughs) i would say that they are films that uh tell women's stories so Mm. like it's not necessarily the audience that you're talking about but it's about the the sorts of narratives that you're telling and i think like that's true of most of the films that you cover um yeah, yeah, maybe all the films you cover in some way, shape, or form. So, like, women are a more central character and drive the plot a bit more than they do in, unfortunately, traditional films. Mm. Totally. That's such a that's, beautiful, thoughtful that's answer. A really, yeah, agreed. Thank you. Wow, for yeah. being put on the spot. I'm quite impressed. Yeah, well, you know, um, and at the end of a long work day, it's like the, I've impressed myself, actually. <laughs> you know what it is? Wow. That PhD in film paid off just yeah, then. Which I, I don't think... use anymore. It's just You yeah, just used it. This is your yes. dissertation. Oh, good. Whew. I could write yeah. that in my taxes this year. Great. It's a write-off. We, like we like to ask people, or like especially as we were touring with the show, as we were on the road, just asking people what they think a chick flick is or what their favorite mm-hmm. chick flicks are and having those kind of um conversations is really fun because the the answers run the gamut and i think even carrie and i maybe have slightly different answers um so it's sure. like funny fun and funny to just see how people interact with film and then how that translates into their experience in the theater and Finding out even, yeah, folks who haven't seen all of these films sometimes find like more fun parts of the ones that they've never seen or want to see that film for the first time. Maybe they had never seen it because it was a chick flick and they were like, eh, no, thanks, Legally Blonde. And then they were like, yeah. wait, this is actually like kind of silly and fun. <laughs> Very silly and fun. <laughs> and honestly, if The Notebook had a different writer, 
it would be a really good movie. <laughs> I we're not Nicholas Sparks fans. Over Sorry, Nicholas Sparks. Nicky Sparks. Oh. No, that like. Listen, it works. Nick, Nick Cassavetes wrote the script. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you listen. I it here's the thing though. It works. It works. Like. Have you, you haven't seen the notebook. I got to tell you, I, I gen- have seen, oh, you have seen that. Okay. I have seen, you it have now. seen it. And has yeah. your opinion changed it? Like, what do you feel about it? Um, I, I feel like somebody coming in to punch up the dialogue would have made right. it a spectacular mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. The idea mm-hmm. of that kind of over the top love. I, I will tell you a story off air. Um, <laughs> that, that is really appealing. I absolutely see why people f- you know, go for that. But like the dialogue is like, oh, did, well, did, no dialogue. Do not know how words look, work. Like, no, the answer, they don't know how women work or uh-uh. words work. But Nick Cassavetti should have. Gina Rollins is his mom. Nick, <laughs> John Cassavetes is his dad. Like, they've done amazing movies. But Sorry. then here's, I, just, I have yeah. to say, okay. I have to bring in the elephant in the room or the blockbuster mm-hmm. in the room, if you will, which is you can't talk about poorly written dialogue out of all of our movies without talking about Titanic. No, that, that is entirely <laughs> fair. And the that thing is, is, is Titanic fair. is like, I mean, we have the bit where we like, we're just, there's like swaths of of screen time of just the text, Jack, Rose, Jack, Rose. It's like, I mean, listen, I think at that time it's forgivable because it was, this like sort of marriage of action and like I would say that's probably the most universal of the films that we label as a chick flick because yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know it's a box it office so match. Popular. It was I mean that movie Sexual Awakenings, but also just like KK. It was absolutely like my first theater going experience. I like did the I did the like section in second grade about the Titanic and became absolutely obsessed with the darkness and terror of it. And then there was a romantic plot to boot. It was like wow. I've won the day with we got Titanic. It all. Yes. Oh my God. It yes. spawned just a lifetime of love for the film like Titanic. Um, but yeah, I it's like it's when I look at the notebook, it's like Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling are so charming. And I think mm-hmm. same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. I think a lot of these poorly written dialogue scripts are elevated by the sheer charm oh. and like uh what is the word um charisma charisma Charisma. thank you charisma of the people in it oh absolutely absolutely you watch yeah i mean leonardo dicaprio and kate winslet on that screen it's like how can you not watch either of them yeah uh, they're absolutely magnetic and saying the silliest things um (laughs) but i mean if if you look at avatar you you see you know script writing is might not be james cameron's forte Mm. i actually saw james cameron (laughs) in the airport in St. John's, Newfoundland, when he and his, I was there for something no and he way. and his crew were doing documentaries and I'd gone to the Titanic museum and Carrie, like you, I was somebody who was obsessed with the Titanic mm-hmm. and I refused to watch the movie for years because <gasps> of how popular it was. Really? I also don't like hockey and I'm Canadian. Like I, sometimes I just, uh, I'm a contrarian. A little contrarian. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Just a little just bit. Just for the sake of it. You know what? You saying that you had a PhD in film, I actually could gather <laughs> was that is that a part of the phd in film program is being a little yes. contrarian like I yeah think, just a little i think yeah, to be no, a cinephile like i think most cinephiles have a contrarian sort of edge to them i've softened over the years i will say <laughs> i've softened for sure i went to the titanic museum 
at in St. John's, Newfoundland, because that's the closest landmass to where the Titanic is actually located. Mm. And they were playing the Celine Dion song all through the thing. And it was all props from the movie. And I was so mad that when I saw James Cameron and his crew at the airport, I had to stop myself from going over and yelling at him. Like, and keep telling myself, he made Terminator. It's okay. He made Terminator. Like, he had (laughs) ruined my experience of this. You were like, where's the history? I want to see the artifact. Yes. I don't, I want to see the unsinkable Molly Brown's bloomers. Yeah. Like, actual things. I went to I went to a Titanic. Did the Titanic exhibit you go to give you like a little passport of a of a person on the ship? This is wild. No. So you walk in and they give you like a little passport and it says a person on the ship and at the end you can see if they lived or died. Um, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> you know what? I, I love morbid stuff. Was that the one why. that was like <laughs> in Times Square? I didn't go to those. That would mean oh, I was okay. an adult and go, and that wasn't what happened. I was in uh, high school and I went. But then also at these, at these museums, they have like a huge wall of ice that is mimicking, like that they they like replicated an iceberg of just, and they like talk about the size and magnitude of it, and so you can like feel the ice with your hands. It's cold, so like it's like, and this then they cold. drown you, and then they do this one. Yeah. And then, and then outside, have you actually seen these? This is a real thing that they have in the Midwest. It's like a bouncy castle, but it's actually a boat and it's a slide. Have you seen no. this? It's so dark. Every time I pass it, I laugh. I think, what are we doing in this world? And I mm-hmm. chuckle to myself, but it's a <laughs> boat that looks like it's sinking. And I think it's modeled up to the Titanic because it has four smokestacks or three whichever i think it's four four smokestacks and you slide out down it and it's like the scene in the movie titanic where people are falling down into the water when the boat tilts tilts on its side it's so horrible but (laughs) that's why i personally wanted to be sponsored by them so i can talk (laughs) talk (laughs) this podcast brought to you by yes yes boat sinking slide for a party they, they near could give you. you they could give you one for when you go oh on God. broadway <gasps> i would go. love it'll yeah, be that's just how to, that's how you enter the theater it's not ada accessible but um you you're, you're sliding push down. you down the slide, the slide. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah has doing this show changed the way you watch these films either new chick flicks or old going back and watching old chick flicks i mean once you once you pick a film to parody you're like you're comedic you're like brain changes to like okay where are the faults you know you like seek mm-hmm. it I, I still like i could still turn on like pretty woman was on the other day and on amc sure i'll plug it and uh and <laughs> it was the scene <laughs> and this scene where she walks in and she's like big mistake big huge mm-hmm. it's like there i still kid i don't think about our show i think about like wow what an iconic moment. Like still I hits. still, it still hits yeah. to me. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah I, it doesn't tire. Kind of iconic. Me. Yeah. Totally. There's iconic. also, I mean, for all of the movies, there's so many things that we, that there's mm-hmm. so much juiciness in there that we like can't even fit in. And so, it, I mean, it was such a labor of love for TJ and Carrie to like even start boiling things down. But then also like when we were going through and just looking at each kind of iconic character from them and like what to kind of latch on to for our version and what to kind of like, um, yeah, what specific impression or parody. There's so many like fun details that could be in there, which is why an hour long Titanic show 
could happen. It could work. Go Just see T- ten minutes. Go on see Titanic, which is another <laughs> which Titanic is another parody related show in New York right now. But yeah, totally. I mean, there's so much in there, and yeah, I think it's I think it's fun to watch. Like watching a movie for enjoyment is, um, like I think yeah, my co- comedic brain is still like turned on for any one of those films for sure. sure. Yeah, the parody is very good natured um like you you clearly like these films and you're making fun of them but it's it's all very tongue-in-cheek and you know if you're a deep fan of the i don't think you're gonna leave offended um from what you do (laughs) how (laughs) dare you (laughs) that's what we want we want the fans of the show to come and leave in disgust yes Yes. (laughs) throwing ice cubes i mean that's the thing is that would be perfect (laughs) Some of the like some of these movies, <laughs> I feel like we love we like it's not logical yeah. how we love them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Like Pretty Woman, I watched so many times as a teenager and loved that movie. And then when we watched it as adults and like to parody it, that movie is insane. It's like very <laughs> intensely this like weird, gritty um starts as a gritty drama about sex yes. work in the I'd 90s in Los Angeles and it's really dark. I'd love to read it, it right? oh so my it was God. originally was I a drama love... and then they just like hey. oh we're gonna pivot to it yep. being a rom-com and when you like look at any of when you look at I mean when you look at Richard's Ge- Richard Gere's character you're like this guy sucks he absolutely sucks but then you watch him and Julia Roberts yep. and you're like I don't oh, know I'd why but I'm it's, in I'm in just the chokehold it has. Painfully on... accurate depiction of sex work. <laughs> Great women everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's an accurate, it's a very accurate depiction. Yeah. But the best is the movie opens and there's a sex worker who has been murdered. On they just Vivian's refer to like, like they a just body refer- in a dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. It's so forget. dark. This could be a dangerous lifestyle. <laughs> Don't forget. And then it's like, and then it's no. never brought up again. And then it's yeah. like, that's it. <laughs> never not once. The one holdover from oh the original script. Oh my God. Yeah. They're like, we're, <laughs> we're but even like, you know, in movies, like it's amazing how much your mind, like it's very much just a feeling that these movies will bring up mm-hmm. in a person, right. Of like joy of comfort of things like that. And for example, like dirty dancing is so fun. Like what an incredible film. And I was chatting with someone the other day and talking about how abortion is a huge plot line huge. in Dirty Dancing. And they looked at me like, yeah. huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, incredulously. After show, yeah. After a show last night, some of the folks who were there were like, I didn't remember there being an abortion plot line. And the the like cool thing about the writer of that film was that they tied the abortion story thread so intimately with the rest of it that the execs couldn't... Um, couldn't remove it they they were really passionate about that was that. one of the key memories i had of, of the two different shows i saw that you guys performed so three years ago so after in the in the toronto show obviously all of the rights <laughs> Roe versus yeah, Wade Roe was, was overturned, overturned. And so, all the like, rights were yeah, gone all the <laughs> rights were just suddenly poof are now wrongs yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently um yeah. and you actually mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, if i thought you hit it harder like are there other things that have changed because yeah. of circumstances because of like the reality of things going on in the show that you guys do have you added things to the show the show's changed i mean i think like the spirit of the show is the same i think from when we opened in 2019 when you saw it to now but looking back i'd love to see a script of the first show we did because i think yeah like 
you know, especially as, you know, two comedy heads, two comedians on stage performing, like I think constantly KK and I are thinking, how can we streamline this joke? How can we make this hit harder? Like, and TJ, when he would watch, he'd Mm -hmm. give us notes. It's like, maybe we could try this joke. It's like with comedy and live theater, what the beauty of it is that you get that instant feedback, which is something that I think is also a feat, frankly, in film that they have to sort of build this comedy in its own little bubble and then present it, which is an an incredibly impressive Mm. feat um, on their end. But what I love about our living, breathing show is like, we can change, we can adapt. And especially when Roe was overturned, it was like, that became a really important part of the script for us of like wanting to talk about it because it feels like to, to just brush over it isn't doing the service. You handled it so well. Like it was because it's so relevant and it's so important to that story. And then it's so important as an actual issue. Um, I just thought it was really great Mm. where this comedy show becomes like a really meaningful kind of commentary on things that are going on at this time. It was great. Loved it. Yeah. It's always, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, I was just thinking back. I mean, I think your description of Michael of Chick Flicks being movies that tell women's stories is so apt, especially like I think I think the um, I think the idea of like somebody being a cinephile has always been one very specific thing of like one very specific masculine thing and their understanding of movies coming from one set of movies that like, I don't know, somebody decided in a film school or whatever. And I think that in more recent decades, it's so wonderful to see people actually diving into chick flicks, diving into any movie that um tell women's stories especially when they're actually written or directed by women or queer usually happens god forbid usually <laughs> yeah. happens um but even so even like going back and seeing all of these films from past decades and kind of like actually digging into them and mining them and seeing what even if even if it like doesn't hold up at all or if there's like really cringe-worthy, you know, plot lines, what is in there and really looking at it with um, you know, a critical eye that is both loving and just like, okay, what was feminism in the 80s like? Let's see what Dirty Dancing had to say sure. about it. And what does that mean for us now? Um, and especially I think as more yeah, again, more like women are are making movies and making theater, um, how to like take that forward, which is, yeah, pretty exciting to live in 2022 instead of, well, I don't know what year. <laughs> I don't know what year. 1958. It's really exciting to live in December 2022 when it was that instead Roe of- Roe v. Wade was over to Yeah, instead of June 2022. What a gift to live in December 2022. Well, I mean, there were so many other great things going on this year. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, what is there to lose? I just, but I think it's so fun too, as I think it's always worth looking back at these movies and sort of like- through a critical lens and sort of poking fun at these moments, but also to realize too, that like a lot of these movies were groundbreaking at the time in which they mm-hmm. were written. And I think like in order to sort of, I mean, yes, we love poking fun. We love, I mean, hi, but hindsight is, but hindsight is 2020 um, or 2022. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. like, that's what it's saying. Sure. <laughs> 
but it's nice to it's it's just nice to go back but also to realize like again like what kk said about the writer of dirty dancing mm. like like a really bold act of sort of defiance against these executives who are really afraid afraid of putting the plot line of an abortion in the script and like you can't take it out yeah like you good can't luck edit it out the whole reason baby dances in the first place is all because of an abortion. That's it. That's the that's the inciting factor. That's the inciting incident. Right. It's like, yep. yeah, it's really brilliant. And that Patrick Swayze, my God. He can right. Move. And then you just need a absolute powerhouse of a Patrick Swayze <laughs> to kind of like razzle-dazzle the focus away. Here's yes. what I've learned is we can talk about hard stuff, right? Some difficult stuff. But my God, if there's a dancing number, we are in the clear. So this is my new thing. We're going to talk about some really hard stuff, but we're going to do some good choreography. And that's actually, that's yes. the move. Well, that's, that's really it. important that we have good choreography. Because we've is. seen bad choreography. You've seen bad choreography. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. of it in our show, actually, which is amazing. No, 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 no. The yeah. dance. It's the, all in there. Yeah. The we dance, got a little good. We fantastic. got a little bad. We got all of it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Do you have time for some quick fast four? Some back yeah. and forth? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, I will ask one question. You both answer. Decide who goes first. At the same time. At the same time. That's your that's your thing. Is there something that you're a huge fan of that might surprise people? Oh my gosh. That's so hard. I'm like, I feel like I'm such an open book that it's hard for me to be like, would it surprise people? I don't think it's it's probably surprising me. I mean, I love musical theater, but I went to school for musical theater, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> I invested yes. a You're lot. You're off Broadway. I, I, I may have put two know, of them together. I do really like Disney movies, but I'm not a Disney adult, okay? I want to be very clear. I'm not a Disney adult. <laughs> but you like Disney movies. But I like Disney songs. I like singing them. I okay. like them. They're fun to sing. I... I um as a kid was obsessed for a while with Claude Monet. I've Carrie knows about this and I do, um I love it. and I think and I'm like coming back around to like very unironically loving Claude Monet. And um so that's a specific for me. All right. <laughs> Have patrons of your shows gifted you with any unusual chick flick merch? No, no. But I have in a previous show, I don't want to name any names. In okay. a previous show, I have been gifted. I had a patron who really enjoyed my work in another one of my shows who wrote like an essay about um his experience on the fringe and it highlighted a lot of me. And it was um interesting to receive. I I don't know if he's gonna listen to this. I don't know. I feel a little guilty saying it. Okay. Right. Um, so, so maybe I we will, cut it, but I don't know. <laughs> I will nix because he's the, based in Winnipeg. It's I will nix the Carrie poetry I was going to write later. Never okay. mind. <laughs> we got some. Um, uh, when we were in Edmonton, we got some very fun. Like, what were those like beverages? I don't even know what. Like cocktails. Yeah, like little bottles of cocktails that looked like almost little party favors. We. I don't oh. think we've gotten any like. On on theme, gifts. no, we have the challenge out there. We we yes. actually need to. Challenge we accepted. also have been talking about what our merch should be because we yeah. on the fringe circuit buttons are a big thing, and we love our buttons. But I think we could have some fun T shirts or I don't yeah. know. 
Horny for Let doors. Let us know in the comments below. Horny for doors. Like Horny for doors. <laughs> Number four. Sell yeah. it as a door. Yep. <laughs> if you could remake just one of the films you include in Six Chick Flicks, which one would you choose? Beaches. Beaches is my answer. Only because I think in in um in in intent it meant well. But I think uh, there was probably a better way to encapsulate the joys and beauty of female friendship. Yeah. <laughs> like, and maybe probably, kill that song. Maybe, oh, I meant, no, keep the song. Keep the song more. I want more Keep songs. all the songs. Keep all of them. Uh, yeah, we need Bette Midler um, to do her uh, musical numbers. I would remake Dirty Dancing, not because I think it should be remade, because it has been remade and those have been terrible. But I think it would just be so fun to do and so fun to figure out how to make it like more 1950s, 1960s than mm -hmm. 1980s. Yeah, it's very clear in Dirty Dancing. It's like, oh, this is a movie in the 80s? No, yeah. it's like the uh, 80s version of the 50s, oh, which is or yeah. 60s, which is very fun to see through that lens. I, I'm going to vote for an all Muppet version of Dirty Dancing. <gasps> I think that oh my gosh, Ooh. that clip. Everybody yeah. oh, yeah. use the internet. Get that that dirty yes. dancing clip in your in your show. eyeballs. Yes. Yes. It's really oh. good. So fun. If you were cast in a brand new chick flick, which part would you covet? The tough as nails boss with a penchant for power suits, soul crushing criticism, and Chardonnay? The wacky best friend, or the plain Jane shop girl who becomes a beauty queen when she removes her glasses? Mean. I'm going to go plain Jane. I'm wearing glasses right now. I'll remove them. I'll be Take them beautiful. Off. Take oh them my off. gosh. But my hair is still oh, up. <laughs> wow. I'm gorgeous. Oh, oh, I'm blinded. That or the wacky best friend. I'm a, I'm a wacky best friend. I'm a wacky best friend who's probably the shrew as well. <laughs> who's like, that's never going to work out. But I work at an ice cream store. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm writing as we speak. I'm writing this as we speak. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Where be, where can people find you on social media and how can they support you? Well, yes, you we should have, you should follow, you should support all should, of those things. Should, yeah. Yes. Um you should find us in New York City for the next week and a half. Um okay. you should uh find us on the internet at sixchickflicks.com, S I X, six chick flicks and also on instagram and facebook as six chick flicks all right i'll link to those in the show notes amazing amazing thank you so much for your time it's been great talking to you uh good luck with your you are off to do another show tonight right oh yeah thank you for joining me on geek four you can follow the show on instagram and twitter at geek four pod or me on twitter at mw voice if you listen on apple podcast click the subscribe button and consider leaving a five-star review. Be sure to join us next time when we learn what someone else is a geek for. Horny four doors. <laughs>